Welcome to Intellects, a place for entrepreneurs. This is season two, episode 10, and today we'll be discussing production rates. Now, the definition of production rate in terms of manufacturing is the number of goods that can be produced during a given period of time is also the amount of time it takes to produce one unit of that good. Now, in layman terms, this means how much you can successfully get done within a specific time frame. For example, let's say you sell shirts and you have 150 that you need to sell by the close of the month. Now, you would need to strategize a plan, maybe talk to 50 people who may already be your customers, talk to 50 new people, add some bundle deals, give discounts to seasoned customers, and create a price goal and a price list, plus a deadline to accomplish that goal. You may even want to get shirts with logos or sayings that your customers like to appeal to them. Now, this is just one example, and you can apply production rates to every area of your life. So we'll be discussing a few ways your production can go up. First things first is attitude. Your attitude is the belief system that you have and it determines your productivity. Now, mental health is just as important, if not more important, than physical and financial health. Dr. Umar Johnson is a doctor of clinical psychology and a certified school psychologist who specializes in mental health. He speaks a lot on it and we'll touch on this for a bit. So there are four bodies, the mental body, the spiritual body, the emotional body, and the physical body. Now the mental deals with your thoughts and your cognition. The spiritual deals with your connection to the supreme source god universe whatever you want to call it the supreme source is what we're going to call it here your emotional body deals with the way in which you regulate your feelings your emotional reactions to things that happen to you in life and your physical body deals with what you eat how you breathe and your lifestyle now we'll be touching on a little bit of these categories during this time so that we can better help you be productive in every area of life, okay? Now, if your body is unhealthy, it will be difficult for the mind to be at peace. You can't just live in your mind. And I'm pretty sure all of us at some point have done this very thing, but it's not healthy and it hurts us in more ways than one. Every major organ in the body is attached to a particular emotion. So when there is spiritual imbalance or a stoppage of energy, it's similar to when you hold a grudge. That's, that's something that it lives um, in your body. It, it causes pain. You actually tend to age about five times faster. Now, pain is weakness leaving the body. And a lot of times we don't want to go through that pain so we hold on to it but we're actually holding on to weakness and we need to learn to let that go 
So if we don't give our spirit and mind time to cleanse, it'll break down. This is very important when it comes to being productive. You have to take breaks. If you don't give yourself breaks, your body will do it for you. Now, your brain isn't made to keep going and going and going. If you overload your brain, it will shut down. This is also called a nervous breakdown, which a lot of people have done where, you know, they crash. They do something so much or they're in um, active mode where it's like, I can't stop. I can't stop. Your body forces you to stop. So please do not get to that point where you want to be so productive that you burn yourself out. It's not a good thing. Now, Dr. Umar talks about spiritual indifference, which talks about ignoring things that don't matter. So you pick and choose what gets your attention mentally, spiritually, emotionally, and physically. You choose what you respond to. This is very important. And this is a great discipline to have because a lot of times we respond to everything that comes our way. And that disturbs our peace. And that disturbs our mentality. That that disturbs our balance. We need to stay spiritually indifferent so that everything that comes our way, we don't have to respond to. And that's a skill and that takes time. But if you learn to develop it and learn to be more conscious and more aware and more intentional with the decisions that you make, it'll definitely yield great results in the long run. Okay. Stress is an interpretation of your experience. So you choose how you respond to what you experience. No one can force you to be a certain way emotionally. You can't say someone made you mad or this person pissed you off or they made your day go horribly. You chose to respond in that way. So, you know, no one gives you an emotional state. You create it for yourself. Another thing is being more proactive than reactive. When you are prepared, you'll be less stressed when certain things come along because you've already prepared yourself just in case, you know. So save your emotions for when you need them. A lot of things we respond to emotionally do not deserve our emotional responses. So be mindful of how you respond. This is also something I'm learning myself. So I'm I'm teaching myself here as well. Okay. Emotionally unhealthy people will also be physically unhealthy. So one thing that I wanted to point out is everything is connected. Physical, emotional, mental, spiritual, it is all connected. When one is out of balance, it it causes all of the other areas to be imbalanced as well. Emotions release toxins in your bloodstream. And one needs a balance of the others. It's impossible to be physically healthy and emotionally unhealthy. Okay? So you you have to make sure that balance is there. Because if it's not, it'll throw it off. And even if you don't see results of that now, you will later down the line. Okay? Check your social network. Too many of us are hanging with people that are no good. Now, a lot of times when we think about emotional health, mental health, 
We don't think about the people and the environments that we're in. We can cause stress and unnecessary pressure in our lives because of who we are around, what kind of environment we're around. All of that affects us in ways that we may not understand or we may not realize. Some of us would rather hang with bad friends than no friends due to the fear of being alone. Now, it's better to be by yourself than it is to be with people who don't mean you well. When you're around those who you can't trust, your suspicion level is heightened and it's a form of stress, right? So when you're stressed like that, the mind works against itself and it never gets to take a break because it's always on, you know, um, defense mode. Okay, so you have to learn and we all have to learn how to retake control over our thought processes to improve how we live our lives. Begin to love solitude. Learn to be by yourself. There's nothing wrong with taking time out for yourself. And and it's not to say you have to take a whole day or a week or a month. Take little bits of time here and there when you can. If it's 10 minutes, 15 minutes, a half an hour, if you going for a bathroom break. If you have a lunch break, take that time to be by yourself. Your body needs that in order to get balanced. It needs quiet time, right? If you can't be by yourself, you won't be at peace with anyone else. So spend time with yourself. Build that relationship with you because how you treat you is ultimately how you will treat others. And if you're in balance within yourself, is going to pour out in other areas. We don't spend time with ourselves because the subconscious automatically brings to consciousness all the unfinished tasks that we've had in life. And a lot of times we don't want to deal with the things that we haven't dealt with. You know, we don't want to go over the things that we haven't finished. We don't want to really spend time with ourselves because we have no one else to to blame for those things that we haven't finished. And if we actually spend time with ourselves, those things will come back to the forefront. And a lot of us don't want to deal with us. So we go outside of ourselves to find that peace. But that peace is never really found outside of ourselves. It's more of a band-aid instead of actually getting to the root of the problem. And we don't want to do that because that causes unnecessary uh, chaos in our lives when we can just face what we have going on and be better in a better uh, healthy state altogether and we'll become more productive okay a lot of us find it painful to analyze our lives and would rather block it out so when someone's always busy That means they have no internal peace. And the best way to block out those painful events or that that refusal to analyze ourselves, it gets um, it gets in a way where we find different things to distract us. So all of us have hidden agendas and a lot of times those psychological hidden agendas are the things that we do in order to compensate for what we're not doing 
right? So getting into a relationship with someone to ease the pain of not wanting to be by yourself, where you basically use them for their company instead of actually wanting to build a relationship with them. But subconsciously, you know, they were there for your benefit, not necessarily because you were actually really, truly interested in getting to know them. Now, it can be confusing. Sometimes you confuse the two, but you have to learn. We have to learn what those hidden agendas are. And we've got to know what they are so that we can control them without them controlling us. Now, you have to be by yourself. It's necessary. This is something that Dr. Umar repeats over and over again. Um, it's definitely necessary for the spirit, the mind, the body, and the motion to realign itself. When your mind stops activating, the God consciousness comes in when it is silent, which means you have to be quiet. Those inner thoughts have to be silent. You have to get to a point where you shut it down so that you can get realigned, which is part of the reason why being by yourself, taking that time out to really, you know, go in isolation and have that solitude is so important. It's so necessary. Okay. The four bodies, the spiritual, emotional, mental, and physical, they find balance when it's quiet. God cannot communicate when there's a thunder of thoughts going on. Right? So just keep that in mind. Okay. Now, we touched a little bit on emotional a little bit on spiritual and mental. Now let's talk wealth. All right, Dr. Miles Monroe, he was an evangelist, minister, author, speaker, and leadership consultant. And he was a very wealthy man who created wealthy children, and not just in a biological sense. He's helped many gain financial freedom. And he talks about the seven spheres of wealth. So we're going to get into that for a second. He says that God doesn't give money. He gives ideas. If you can produce something, you will never run out of resources. So, you know, it's wise to pray for something that keeps producing. And something that keeps producing is ideas. We all have ideas. We all have creativity. Some of us act out on them and some of us just sit on them. Some of us ignore them. But those ideas are what brings about so many different things. You know, uh, Apple was started through an idea. Cars were invented through an idea. Electricity was invented through an idea. Everything that we see now was invented, was produced based on an idea. Now, your production goes up when you're in a better space, when you're balanced in all of those areas, those bodies we talked about. And... You know, wealth is not just in one aspect. That's, it's not just uh, financial wealth. There's physical wealth. There's emotional wealth. There's spiritual wealth. There's mental wealth. All of these are important. You need to have that balance. Okay, wealthy people have a bunch of ideas. Whenever you're around people who are successful, you should never talk about yourself. You should always ask questions. Now, what you can do is focus on 
developing yourself intellectually. Wealth is an idea, not money. And that's something that is important. And I'll repeat that one more time. Wealth is an idea, not money. It has to be first in your mind before you see it. Now, one aspect, one sphere of wealth is physical wealth. So your wealth and your health is affected by what you read, what you listen to, DVDs, CDs, audio, negative energy, negative company. So make sure that what you are feeding yourself, whether it's books, whether it's social media, whether it's movies, music, whatever you are doing with your time, make sure it's in a positive way because everything affects your health in some type of way. Make sure you're not around a bunch of negative energy, a bunch of negative company, because that brings down your health, your spiritual immunity. You know, if you're around people who are broke, who always talk about how they'll never get past a certain point, you are ingesting all of their negative energy into you, and it could affect how you think about wealth. So you be make sure to be really mindful of who you are around and what you are feeding yourself, okay? Also, social wealth, which is friends, family, right? You are as poor as the friends you have and you're as wealthy as the friends you keep. Sometimes your problem is all of your friends are poor. Sometimes it's not what you know. It's about relationships. You have to be wealthy in your relationships. You know, you have to get to a point where you love yourself enough to know what's worth your investment. And investment means time, means energy, means whatever you spend your money on, whatever you spend your time on. All of those things are important, but you have to get to the point where you believe that you are worth more than what you are giving yourself. You deserve more and you should be treated like that. Influential life is something that we should all have. We should all have influence in a positive way. Make yourself valuable. What kind of influence do you actually have? Have you actually sat down and really thought about that? What influence do you have? Have you protected yourself? These are all things to think about, right? There's also community wealth, which is being able to improve the life of others. So you won't be remembered by what you save, but by what you gave. Now, giving is something that's very important. And if you listen to or study anybody who is successful or wealthy, who is well-known, who may not be well-known, but you know about them, if you listen to their stories, I'm pretty sure nine times out of 10, all of those people who have been blessed with wealth and who have used their ideas and brought them out to fruition have said something about giving and how giving has helped them to be more successful, has helped them to be more financially wealthy has helped them in more areas than one. Giving is very important. And when you think of giving, it doesn't necessarily have to be money. 
It could be time. It could be, you know, possessions. It could be different things. So try to think outside of the box when it comes to everything we discuss. Okay? It's not just a one-lane thing. It's different lanes. We also have generational wealth. So if your grandchildren can benefit from what you're doing, this is generational wealth. You want to leave an inheritance. If everything dies with you, you are considered a failure because you are supposed to produce children while you are here. You're supposed to be fruitful and multiply. Now, having children doesn't necessarily mean having um, physical children, children that you create, children that you birth. You can have children that you adopt. You can have different people in your life that you have poured into where if you are a millionaire or a billionaire or a thousandaire, very successful with whatever field you're in, how many people have you helped cultivate to be under you, to, to follow in your footsteps? How many people have you helped to be successful? These are your children, okay? These are your children, all right? Now, there are three types of people. You have poor, you have rich, and you have wealthy. Now, one thing that you want to focus on is being a wealthy thinker. Now, a poor person always thinks about money. A rich person always thinks about things like the house, car, clothes. A wealthy person always thinks about ideas. And this is where God wants us to be, you know. Uh, a word is an expressed idea, right? So you think it first and then you speak it. So the most powerful thing on earth is an idea, okay? Now, so we talked about wealth. We talked about spiritual, mental, emotional aspects. Now we're going to talk about physical production. So there's so many ways to be physically productive, but we'll just go over a few. One, get rest. Rest is a part of being productive. If you ask a successful business owner, an entrepreneur, Anybody in any arena, a mother, a father, um, those who work nine to fives, those who are working for themselves in every sphere of life, no matter how low or how high you get, rest is very important. And people will tell you how valuable rest is. It should be incorporated in your schedule. And if it's not, you may want to consider adding it in there just in case you forget. You have it in your schedule. This is time blocked off just for rest. Very important. And we talked about that when we were talking about what Dr. Umar said with mental health and how important it is in order to get that solitude in order to get rebalanced, okay? Next, stay active. Now, staying active is not being busy. There's a difference between being productive and being busy. A lot of times being busy means 
you are running from yourself or what you need to do. When you're productive, you purposely and intentionally plan your day, set your goals, take breaks. You you are being realistic with what you can do, what your capabilities are. Now, you know, the phrase, my eyes were bigger than my stomach. Let's not do that with life, okay? And let's not put more on our plate than we are actually able to handle at that moment. You know, it's one thing to write out a list of goals of what we want to accomplish within a certain time frame, but there's a possibility that we're not going to get everything done within that time frame, and that's okay. Give yourself grace to be human, to not get everything in by a certain time frame. Now, it's great to challenge yourself, but don't overdo it. Don't overwork yourself, okay? When you're productive, you purposely and intentionally do things, right? Don't burn yourself out trying to do too much at one time. Listen to your body. Listen to it. It will tell you what it needs. Don't ignore the signs because we all get them, okay? You know, I too am someone who has suffered from burnout in the past. Not a good feeling because when you burn out, you have to literally stop everything. You're forced to stop. And then when you come back, you got to pick up where you left off. But in a way where you're not doing so much, you have to pace yourself. And you want to get to that point where you're pacing yourself before you get to burnout. So you don't have to force yourself to do it. You know, your body forces you whether you want to listen to it or not. But don't get to that point where you max yourself out. And you burn out because you're doing too much, okay? We are here to help you to be the best, to be as productive as you can without doing too much. You know your limits. You can challenge yourself, but don't push your limits to the point of extreme, okay? Next, eat right. The foods you eat affect your moods in positive and negative ways, all right? We may have a future episode that talks about this in greater detail, but I'll give an example for now. So some foods that may help with anxiety, for example, we all deal with anxiety in different ways. Did you know that the foods that you eat could either elevate or decrease your levels of anxiety? This is something that we should all research a little more in depth so that we can be better at peace within ourselves and we can be more productive in every area of our life. So some foods that help with anxiety include salmon, chamomile, turmeric, dark chocolate, yogurt, and green tea. Now there are many others, but as I said, you can research that for yourself. There's also foods for us women to eat during our monthly cycles. Knowledge is power, y'all, but knowledge means nothing without the wisdom and the understanding in order to apply what you learn, right? And management over what you have is the key to being successful. It's the key. Now, this country is built on independence and personal ownership, right? God gives us the ability, power, and skill to get wealth and to put it back into the earth. We are responsible for what we're given. We all have to, you know, be held accountable for what we have. 
If someone gives you a house to watch over for a month until they get back, they're going to come back to you and, and make sure that you took care of it well or else you're going to have to answer to them. In the same way with life, we were all given gifts, talents, abilities, ideas, blessings in different ways, and we are all accountable for how we use that, how productive we are, how uh, successful we are with what we're given. You know, we, we're res- accountable and responsible for how we use and manage what we have. Now, money is resources, okay? And work doesn't attract money. Management does. So if you are not successful when it comes to finances, when it comes to different wealth, and what I mean by different wealth is the different areas of life where wealth can be acquired, physical wealth, your health, mental wealth, your peace, emotional health, regulating your emotions, spiritual health, your relationship with the creator, financial wealth, how you manage money. All of these things deal with management. If you're not managing those areas properly, you're not going to see production. It's not going to go up. It might go down. It'll be affected in the wrong way. But you definitely want to make sure that you are managing what you have wisely. Okay. Management attracts prosperity. Resources and money is a gift. The quantity you receive is based on your ability, which goes back to what I said. If you're trying to do more than what you can handle, you're going to go against yourself. So you have to be realistic in what you can handle right now. Okay. Resources determine your own creativity. Poverty is a lack of creativity. God gave Adam a tree in the Bible, but he didn't give him a table, which means he needed to be creative in order to create different things. You know, laziness is a lack of creativity. Wickedness is not using your brain. Control the growth in your life. If you're not productive, it'll show. Management also includes saving and saving with a purpose. Resources and money test our goodness and measures our faithfulness, right? Scarcity mentality restricts effective management. Be mindful of how you think when it comes to different areas of your life and what you believe you can have. Because if you have a scarcity mindset where you don't think there's enough here or you'll never get this or you'll never do that, that's what you'll receive. You get what you give. And in this scarcity mentality, you will always lose what you mismanage because you never think it's enough. Okay. So there will be uh, acts of trust, test, and trial that focus on your management of the resources that you have. When you're given something, you're tested to see how much you could be trusted. You'll be tested to see how you manage it and how you respond, how you respond emotionally, how you respond physically, how you respond under pressure. All of these, th- all of these things matter, right? 
you'll go through different things to test whether or not you are worthy of keeping what you have. So it's not necessarily all about being productive. It's about staying productive. Once you get to a level of success, it's not about getting there. It's about holding on to that, right? Your production rate will go up when you go up, when you are balanced, when you manage what you have well. All of these things play a part, right? So that is pretty much everything that we will be discussing today. Thank you so much for tuning in. We appreciate the love and support. Um, But yes, we just want you to be successful in every area. We want you to be productive, not busy, not overdoing it. Take your time, pace yourself, be realistic, be healthy in your mind, help to to help yourself to be healthy in emotional areas where you can regulate well, where you don't respond to everything emotionally. You save those emotions for those necessary times. Spiritual, where you balance, where you have a relationship with the creator and you are able to really quiet yourself. Not go outside of yourself, not try to fill the void with other things, but really face those things that you need to deal with in order to be more successful. Because you are what you produce. And so we have to ask ourselves, what do I look like? Because that's what everyone sees. You see it yourself. You get signs, good and bad. Make sure you listen. Make sure you listen to those signs. Listen to your body. Give yourself time to balance, to recharge, take those breaks, make a plan, write it down. Give yourself realistic goals, okay? And we'll probably go into different things as far as eating, how to eat healthier, how to be healthier. But at the end of the day, management is key. Management will help you to be productive. When you manage well, You produce well. And when you do what you love, you attract success. You don't have to chase it. You attract it. So never forget who you are. Love yourself. Invest in yourself. And manage yourself in every area of your life wisely. All right. That'll wrap up this episode. We'll talk to you later. All right, listeners, you've heard it here first. Now it's time to use what you've learned. I'm talking about those gems. Make sure you pick them up, pass it on, and use them time and time again. Stay tuned for more, my friends. Thank you so much for tuning in to Season 2's 10th episode of Intellects, a place for entrepreneurs. Next episode, you are in for a treat. We'll be discussing resources that will help you in business, in art, and in life. You definitely don't want to miss it. 
Thank you for taking in all these artistic gems. Until next time, my friends. <laughs>